We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, the giant Week 12 NFL Injury Report, plus DraftKings ownership. If you're looking for the updated rankings at each position, hit the description of the video or podcast. They're fully updated to this very second. They will also be updated on Saturday and again on Sunday morning. I'll be live Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Time with Brad Evans on Mayo Media Network, so please subscribe to Mayo Media Network right now so you don't miss out on anything. This and it really does help us out. I want to try to get to 20K by the end of the year. We're at almost 18 right now. So with your support and friends like you, we can get to 20. Maybe we'll get to 21. Who knows? If people rush, you got a Gmail account, you sign up, you subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Even if you're only listening to the audio version of the show, please go subscribe. It would help tremendously at this point of the season when stuff starts to peter off a little bit. If you know anything about the fantasy industry, you know, it starts off high week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. Then you get to like week 12. It's like, yeah, no one gives a shit anymore because they're all out of their leagues. But I will have DraftKings ownership at the end of this as well. If you haven't gotten into DraftKings or the betting market as of yet, ftndaily.com right now. You can get the package, all of the tools, the optimizer, the projections, use code Mayo, get yourself that discount and completely free if you go to ftnbets.com, use the prop shop at the top. You can find any prop on any player, legal, mind you, at any of those books, and make the most informed choice. You can be shocked that if you site shop just a little bit, you might get better VIG, you might get better numbers. So the prop shop at ftnbets.com is where you can check that out. Also, if you have a question about week 12... Leave in the comment section. Smash the like button to the video, obviously. And then in the comment section, leave your question in there. You got to start sit. You got whatever. Uh, we're going to do that. Because I do a question and answer period during the live show on Sunday. But we usually get like anywhere between 1,000 and 2,000 questions. And per time constraints, we can only actually answer about 300 to 500 of those. If you leave your question in the description of this video, I will answer it by Sunday morning. So there you go. 
It's the best way to get your question answered if you actually care what I say. You might not care what I say, but I got information today. Not a whole lot of analysis because there is a lot of injury news to run through and a lot of different pieces moving at the moment. So let's just jump right into it. Pittsburgh and Baltimore was Thursday, moved to Sunday. It's now Tuesday, so it's still technically a part of Week 12. I doubt it gets postponed again. And then we have, through just the chain of events, the Pittsburgh-Dallas game that was initially on Thursday is now on Monday evening as part of a doubleheader for week 13. So that's really something to watch out for moving forward with all of this. Uh, But as of right now, the Ravens game still counts as a part of week 12. So for your fantasy lineups, you can still technically use whatever players are remaining in that game. For the injuries in that game, it looks like Juju is going to play for the Steelers. All this extra time really helped him out in his toe injury. So it looks like he's going to go. He practiced on full on Friday. But Lamar Jackson... J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are all out for that game. I'm not sure. I I read that Dobbins and Ingram are still going to be out. It doesn't seem like they have enough time to pass protocol. Lamar Jackson contracted COVID. He had a positive test on Thursday, so he cannot play in this game. Robert Griffin is going to be starting. You can check out the updated rankings to find out where everyone falls in this. Gus Bus? A little bit higher. Uh, The receivers, it's not like they were high to begin with anyways. They didn't really move all that much, to be perfectly honest with you. Mark Andrews stays where he is as well. Going into the actual Sunday slate, Vegas in Atlanta. Todd Gurley is out. Brian Hill is starting. Brian Hill only $4,000 on DraftKings, too. He's a top 20 play this week in season long as, you know, maybe Quadre Olson gets into the mix. Judge Ito. But the Raiders give up a lot of points to running backs. And where Brian Hill has been primarily used as the receiving back in the Falcons offense the past, I mean, all season long. But he actually got more run than Todd Gurley did a week ago against the Saints. Now, no Todd Gurley. Maybe he can backdoor his way into some of that goal line work as well. Hopefully, that's the case, but he should see the majority of the snaps in the Atlanta backfield as underdogs against the Raiders this week. Julio Jones, he's a game-time decision, but he's probably not going to play. Got working on a limited basis on Thursday, none on Friday. Hayden Hurst likely in return to practice on Friday. Josh Jacobs hurt his hip. He is likely to play in this game, though, but he's not been great ever since he's been on the injury report. Weeks three to five earlier this year was dealing with the injury. Subpar performances, been off it ever since, been quite good. Now he's back on it. Still playing Josh Jacobs, obviously, but if you see more Devonta Booker run in this game, don't be stunned. Chargers and Buffalo, Austin Eckler is going to be a game-time decision. Uh, He's trending towards playing at the moment, but I still think that he's not going to play. Uh, He was activated off of injured reserve, so you're going to have to wait and see. It's an early game, so it shouldn't make too much of a problem. Kalen Balazs is likely going to play with his injury, so if Eckler doesn't play, you can play Balazs. If Balazs doesn't play, play Austin Eckler. It's just that easy. John Brown, he is out for the Buffalo Bills. Gabe Davis shall be filling in for him on the outside, so you're going to go Diggs. Davis, and in the slot, you're going to have Cole Beasley who gets Isaiah McKenzie mixed in for his generic two end-arounds per game. Andre Roberts probably factors into this a little bit as well. Chris Harris has returned on defense for the Chargers, though, which is a slot defender, so Cole Beasley has a tougher matchup than maybe you expected. Casey Hayward is out, so a better matchup for Stefan Diggs. Melvin Ingram also out on the Chargers defensive line. Giants in Cincinnati, Sterling Shepard was dealing with a toe injury, a leg injury. He's likely to play in this game. Gio Bernard popped up on the injury report with a concussion midweek, although now it's looking like he's trending back towards playing. If not, Samaje Pirine will fill in in his spot. I bumped down Gio a little bit. I mean, he's still dicey to play. He has to pass protocol, I believe, on Saturday if he wants to play. But Zach Taylor, he practiced him full on Friday. It looks like he's going to pass that and go in. But Pirine's been stealing touches from him anyway. 
anyway. He's a fringe top 20 play. Geo, that is, if he goes. And P. Ryan would be top 25, probably number 25, uh, if it's just him back there. It's a lot of work. I much prefer someone like Brian Hill in this situation to one of those two guys. But Geo over P. Ryan if both are active. Brandon Allen, starting for the Cincinnati Bengals in this game. Not great for anyone because he's terrible. But he's probably better than Ryan Finley at this point. So here we are. Brandon Allen starting against the Giants. Tennessee and Indy. Adam Humphreys is out with his concussion. Still has not passed protocol for any time over the past three weeks. Michael Pruitt also out. So you'll probably see some more Anthony Ferkster in an increased snap share where Pruitt cannot come in to steal those. So you're going to have Jonu. And then you'll have Ferkster just patrolling. He'll be blocking most of the time. But in the red zone, we know... Not scared to steal some touchdowns from our guys, either Brown or Johnu, whoever it might be. Even Derrick Henry he steals touchdowns from. So be cognizant of that, but there is no Michael Pruitt. Zach Pascal is dealing with an injury, as is Phillip Rivers. Both are expected to play. It's not like you're going to be playing Zach Pascal in this matchup. Michael Pittman is really the only receiver from the Colts you probably want to play at this point. Carolina and Minnesota, Adam Thielen is likely going to be out because of a positive COVID-19 test. Irv Smith likely out with a groin injury. Teddy Bridgewater will be starting in a revenge game against the Minnesota Vikings. Christian McCaffrey likely not going to play. So fire up all your regulars here. Really increase the output of Justin Jefferson. He's going to be very highly owned on DraftKings. You're either going to get BC Johnson. Eh, It's probably going to be BC Johnson filling in for Adam Thielen right now, too. So you probably don't want to play any of those guys. Arizona and New England. Kyler Murray has been lifted from the injury report, so he's going to play. Larry Fitzgerald and Trent Sherfield are out with COVID-19. Rex Burkhead season is over with a torn ACL, so hopefully some increased work for... James White in the passing games, maybe some more goal line work, uh, at least an increased share of the goal line work. It's going to be Cam and potentially Damian Harris. Hopefully, not quite sure what's going on with Sony Michelle as of yet. He's likely out, but he will be a game time decision. Nikhil Harry in his shoulder, likely in for this week. But again, you know, likely in doesn't mean in for sure. It means likely in. If you're looking for the entire rundown of all of these injuries, they are in my rankings right now, and they will be updated as we get more information about the injury report, but also in the description of this video and podcast as well, if you just want to see the notes that I'm going through right now, plus all the time codes for the games. Miami and the Jets. Tua likely going to play. He's dealing with a thumb injury right now. If Fitzpatrick goes, you can bump up. Gesicki, you can bump up. Devontae Parker for this matchup, because it's a great matchup. I mean, it's not like those guys are sits anyway. I mean, Gesicki might be a sit, because he's not great, but they're better with Fitzpatrick in terms of fantasy, put it that way, instead of Tua. Miles Gaskin is a game-time decision for this one, because Salvan Ahmed is out with a shoulder injury, so... This has been one of my favorite things to do. It's almost like the Eckler situation where we've seen Dalvin Cook come back. We've seen Nick Chubb come back. Christian McCaffrey return from injury. And the move was to immediately put these guys in your lineup and immediately play them on DraftKings. They all had huge weeks in their first game back. If Gaskin plays, I'm not sweating Matt Breda all that much. The guy averages less than five touches per game. And all of a sudden, like, oh, it's looking like it's shaping up really well for Matt Breda here because it's only Salvin Ahmed. No, it's going to be Ahmed. That's where it's going to go. If Gaskin comes back, I would expect him to return to his role as a workhorse. No one's going to use him on DraftKings. It's a pretty good matchup against the Jets. So that's a situation that you can really take advantage of here. Same as Austin Eckler. If he is activated and he is playing, you may as well play him because no one else is going to be on him. And if he returns to his regular role, we know that is a very valuable fantasy role to have. Uh, You know, decent price, low ownership, high upside. That is the perfect combination for players in a DraftKings lineup. I would throw Gaskin into that mix too. If not Gaskin with Ahmed already out. Maybe Matt Breda 
plays 50% of the snaps, you're probably going to see some DeAndre Washington and Patrick Laird. At that point, if both of them are out, you can pick your poison and roll the dice. But trust me, there are probably better options because the degree of making a bench mistake or a lineup mistake with one of those guys without just the real ceiling of any of them, probably not worth it. On the other side, LeMichael P. Ryan is out. Frank Gore is going to get the start if they fall behind by a bunch. Ty Johnson, I guess. I mean, Gore, if you're desperate, but you probably don't even want to do that. Uh, here's one. Sam Darnold, likely to start for the Jets this week. I guess his uh, soft shoulder is all healed up. No one else is missing this time with this injury, but you know, Darnold's out 20 weeks with it. Uh, good news for Jamison Crowder in this matchup. Flacco didn't really love looking Crowder's way. He loved kind of bombing it down to Prashad Perriman or Denzel Mims. Both those guys will be adequate, but Darnold's guy is Jamison Crowder. So expect a Jamison Crowder resurgence week all of a sudden, especially in PPR formats. Another guy on DraftKings that very few people are going to use, but this matchup now sets up really well for him. Not sure who Xavier Howard is going to be on on the outside, whether it be Mims or Perriman, but the one that he's not on draws Byron Jones, but that is a bit of an easier matchup than being on Howard. But you know who doesn't draw either of those guys? Jamison Crowder. That's who you want to play in the Jets offense. All of a sudden, news from the Browns and Jags game. Chris Conley out. DJ Chark out. Chenault likely making his return. So you'll have Keelan Cole and Levitska Chenault uh, as guys you could potentially start in this matchup. No Denzel Ward or Miles Garrett on the defensive side of the ball for the Cleveland Browns. Mike Glennon, not great, starting at quarterback for Jacksonville this week as they were looting free for the rest of our lives, apparently. And Gardner Minshew is not healthy enough to come back. So secret bald Mike Glennon will be playing quarterback. You could potentially use a, one of those guys in a pinch. Chenault would probably be my preference just because of his lower dot routes than Keelan Cole. Both possess a modicum of upside, but both could be zeros as well. Colin Johnson as a deep threat might be the guy that take over to take over for Chark. 2L Colin, the rook. He's, he's had some flashes this year. He's just so rarely on the field. Not someone to really consider, but for deeper, deeper leagues, it's potentially a pickup the, if Chark or Conley continues to miss time. Maybe that's somewhere you can get lucky with as a deep play threat for only the deepest of leagues, though. Cleveland side looking pretty good. New Orleans and Denver, we have Jerry Judy likely to play, but dealing with an Achilles problem right now because he's looked kind of banged up over the past few weeks. Obviously, no Drew Brees on the other side. Alvin Kamara... Probably going to play with his foot injury, but we might see more of a split between him and Latavius Murray, plus Taysom Hill stealing a lot of the goal line work and rushing opportunities as well and not checking down severely limits the upside of Alvin Kamara in this matchup. So be, I mean, if in your season long league, you're going to start Alvin Kamara. That's going to happen. But on DraftKings and Daily Fantasy, probably not the best situation to be and probably pass on him this week. San Francisco and the Rams. Tower Higby with his elbow injury, a game time decision, like a legit game time decision, just don't play him easy enough uh, where else are we here Raheem Mostert likely to play Tevin Coleman he's out Jeff Wilson returning as well along with Jarek he's also playing in Debo Samuel was taken off of the injury report so he'll be back so everyone besides Hasty and Coleman going out of the backfield for the 49ers I've moved up Mostert without Coleman around you can expect to have Jarek as a change of pace guy maybe Jeff Wilson steals those ever so valuable goal line touches like he's been known to do in the past but Mostert's a pretty good start here probably a better start than any of the Rams guys because you don't know who the ball is going to with any of them Casey in Tampa, Sammy Watkins likely in, Tanner Hudson is out for the Bucks. not that you really care about that, but potentially more snap share for Rob Gronkowski to go around. Sunday evening, Chicago in Green Bay, Nick Foles likely out, that means Mitch, he's back, Mitchapalooza 2020, here we go.
you probably don't want to play him, but he, he's going to be starting. Not that it's a significant decrease for Allen Robinson or Darnell Mooney or even Anthony Miller. Full seem to prefer Darnell Mooney over Anthony Miller. Maybe that reverts back with Trubisky starting. But one thing's for sure, they're just going to pepper Allen Robinson with targets. And here we go. David Montgomery likely to return from his concussion as well following the bye week. Trubisky is far more likely to take off running then dump it down, then Foles was. That doesn't mean that David Montgomery is going to be out of his receiving role whatsoever, but I would expect a fewer fewer targets for David Montgomery in this game from Trubisky than Foles, but he could still pile up like four or five catches just to be based on game flow if they're losing by a ton to the Packers in this situation. So Trubisky's not an awful start. He's not a good start, but if you're in like an absolute pinch, he does run. That's always like when in doubt, just take the quarterback that runs. Uh, He could be the guy. If you lost Burrow and there's no better options, you don't want to start Brandon Allen or Mike Glennon or Tua. You could maybe use Trubisky. At least he has Allen Robinson. That's always a good caveat and all this stuff. Even with Jair Alexander on him, he should end up with like 14 targets. Maybe he'll catch six of them. It's usually good enough. On the other side, Devontae Adams is likely in for the Packers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling popped up Friday with an Achilles injury. He might not go, and you're not going to know until well into the slate. So if you have better options than Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I would use them over Marquez Valdez-Scantling against the Bears. It wasn't a good matchup anyway. We know how boomer bust that MBS can be, and now he's dealing with something that might either keep him out or severely limit him. So just take him off your radar for the week. Seattle and Philly, Lane Johnson out for the year on the Philadelphia offensive line. And Boston Scott is dicey, but as we know with these Monday games, ditto with the Pittsburgh and Baltimore game now happening on Tuesday. Saturday's practice will determine most of the outcomes for Boston Scott. If he doesn't practice on Saturday, he's probably not going to play on Monday for the Eagles. So, which means it's just fewer players around to steal touches for Miles Sanders. It'd be nice if Miles Sanders could have a big game. I have him on a lot of teams. He has not been good. But the snap share is up if he can start getting his goal line touches again, maybe not drop so many passes out of the backfield. All of a sudden, the arrow is pointing up for old Miles Sanders if Boston Scott sits, although he is likely in at the moment based on the current reporting. DraftKings ownership for week 12 by position. If you go to ftndaily.com, use that code mail on the heavily discounted already package throughout the end of the year. You can get Kyle Murray's ownership projections as a part of the premium tools package. He'll update them every day and again before each of the locks going through. So these are not exactly, these are based off mine, but you know, in conjunction with Kyle Murray's as well. Dalvin Cook expected to be by far the highest owned running back on the main slate, followed by James Robinson and probably Wayne Gullman. Interesting situation that we're setting up with here, but Josh Jacobs was projected as pretty highly, but I think that this hip injury might bump him down just a little bit, pushing Gallman ahead of him. So those are the three. I mean, you're looking at potentially over 50% for Dalvin Cook here. Everyone's using Dalvin Cook. Why not use Dalvin Cook? It's the best matchup of the week. He is amazing. He's, yeah, he's expensive, but there's a lot of pay down options with all of these injuries opening up. I can see, I'm not quite sure if people are going to move on to Brian Hill. I'm going to move on to Brian Hill, but other people might try to squeeze Geo in. If he sits the maybe Samaj P. Rye, maybe they'll use Frank Gore. Just screw those guys. Use Brian Hill. That's going to be my stand of the week. He might not be good, but that's the risk that I am willing to take against. If you can get a pass catching back, then you know that he's going to be on the field for the pass catching situations. As long as he can pile up like 9, 10, 11, 12 rushes on the ground and maybe get the goal line work, at least have the opportunity to get said goal line work, it's pretty valuable for $4,000. That's all I'm saying. 
Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, and Steph Diggs are likely going to be your highest four owned this week. There are decent pay-down pay options. Hodge on Cleveland at 3,200. Mims is also down there as well if you can avoid Xavier and Howard. I like pivoting on to Jamison Crowder, someone coming in right now, projected less than 3% ownership. And even if you go to the very top, DeAndre Hopkins with Kyler now taking off the injury report, I know it's a tough matchup, although Gilmore is still banged up. It's so very rare that you get DeAndre Hopkins sub 5%, and he goes, huge game, bad game. Huge game, well, not bad game, like mediocre game. He's due for a huge game, so why not use him when no one else in the world is on him? Pair him up with Kyler, who's good every week, and all of a sudden, you got a stew going. Pair him up with uh, some other low-owned plays, and you can eat the chalk on Dalvin Cook if you can find a sleeper or two. Boom! Winning lineup, million bucks. Not guaranteed. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey, the overwhelming chalk on the slate. After that, it's going to be Darren Waller. And then no one projecting above like 7% at this point. So if you want to use the chalk on Kelsey, you probably have to do it as a game stack with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. That's the most logical way to do it. Figure out your bring back on the Buccaneers. But just I, it seems like a lot of people are just independently paying for Kelsey at the very top as it is a quarterback. Josh Allen is the only one really cracking double digits right now. Uh, after that, you have Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes as the other two highest owned options. Again, if you have the money for Patrick Mahomes and you're playing him by himself, which I wouldn't recommend, I'd pair him up with either Kelsey and Watkins, Kelsey and Hill, Hill and Watkins, whatever way that you want to kind of fudge that. Um, Kyler Murray, again, just seems to be on an island by himself here. A lot of people going to taste some Hill as well. I like Daniel Jones from the bottom. If everyone's going to use Gallman, you could really see Jones, Shepard, and Slayton and Ingram all come in severely under-owned, uh, which could just be a nice logical pivot off of some of the Wayne Gallman shock, who we know is you know scoring touchdowns at a very high rate, but also isn't very good. So, you know, take it either way. If it's not a if they don't get stopped on the one yard line, then Gallman's not scoring touchdowns, and maybe Daniel Jones is scoring some touchdowns against Cincinnati. The bring back, I guess, P. Ryan, if Geo sits, maybe Tyler Boyd, just because he runs the shorter ADOT routes. He's not going to be covered by Bradbury. We didn't, we know that. It could be Higgins, it could be Green, but we know that patrolling the slot, it won't be Tyler Boyd. So maybe he's like the cheap way to pile up. If you can find a touchdown out of him, he might see double-digit targets in this game if it plays to script as huge underdogs against the Giants. I still like Cincinnati to cover. Everyone's pointing to the against-the-spread record that the Giants possess right now, but you have to remember, they're always underdogs. They don't have to win games in order to cover these spreads. Now they're being asked to cover a lot of points being a big favorite against Cincinnati. Can they do it? Absolutely. It's just... in. It's an unlikely situation that they find themselves in now, and one they're just not used to. I mean, not that it affects them, but as a betting market, uh, asking them to cover six points is a lot for the Giants. Defense, Browns and Saints and Giants, I, I'm guessing, are going to be the highest three. Browns seem like they're going to be the overwhelming chalk at 3100 bucks. It's a good price. I mean, you can go to it. The Saints also in a really good matchup as well at $3,800. I, I can't really hate on any of those. The Giants are super cheap as well probably be Browns for me but if they're going to be the chalk defense I can see going to if I can get up to the Dolphins that's not terrible or the Saints because like I said there are ways where you can save money on the slate the Colts at 3,000 um, at home against Tennessee it's not an ideal matchup but their defense has just been so good if you drop below that on the defensive charts at the moment you can maybe get a little bit tricky with Maybe the 49ers, if they can get pressure on Goff, which they should be able to. Maybe the Raiders against Atlanta at $2,300. I don't hate the Chargers against Buffalo either. Melvin Ingram being out is not great. But look, Josh Allen will gift you a turnover too. He's not afraid to do that. So those are some of the just 
outside of the box plays, maybe even the Jets at 2100 bucks. if Tua's going to play and he's banged up with a thumb injury, that could be turnover city for him too. So there's defenses you can use. Just basically fade the chalk at defense and hope you get lucky. That's the move at defense. Hopefully it breaks in your favor. If you like on the Thanksgiving Day slate, if you had played the Texans, you'd be looking pretty good. Another guy, another team with a decent pass rush going up against a quarterback with a thumb injury, and all of a sudden you get turnovers, touchdowns, boom, and you've paid off your price rather quickly, and then you'll need them in order to win one of these giant tournaments. If you're playing cash games, just use the Browns. Seems easy enough, but in tournaments, you do want to fade some of that ownership. That will do it for me on the Pat Mayo Experience. Please subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast if you haven't done that, or subscribe to the YouTube channel, Mayo Media Network, and help support the cause. Smash the like. You got a question? Leave it in the comment section, all right? All the rankings are up to date. You can find my cheat sheet all up at dkplaybook.com plus in the description of this video. You want to hear some more talk about the entire DraftKings slate? Check out the Thursday show I did with Chris Meany or tune into ftndaily.com either Friday evening live every Friday at 7.30 or after the fact because the video stays up there. Myself, Javi, Derek, and Kyle Murray break down the entire slate after we get all of the injuries. So it's a little bit different than the Pat Mayo experience show that you end up getting on Thursday, but it's a fun one with me and guys. We're just shooting the shit back and forth, really just trying to dig into the slate. Other than that, I'll be back live 10 a.m. Eastern time with Brad Evans on Sunday morning. So I hope to see you there. Thank you all for watching. Hope you're having a good holiday weekend. I'll see you next time. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.